You have just made the best decision of your day by choosing to listen to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. You're guaranteed to laugh, have a what the fuck moment, and truly be inspired to change small things in your life that will have you reaping the rewards of living a truly holistic life, mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, your host, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. Today, my friends, we have a very special friend of mine, Dr. Phil Carson, who is a registered pharmacist, doctor of pharmacy with a license in, uh, I think that's Minnesota and Tennessee, and he graduated Mississippi. in Mississippi. Mississippi. Sorry, guys, the Canadian in me. I fuck up the states. Um, <laughs> but he graduated in 1985, one year after I was born, from the University of MS School of Pharmacy. And now Dr. Phil has transitioned and transitioned to the holistic side of things and is now a holistic coach at philcarsonwellness.com. He's a wellness consultant at Brain Recovery Institute, the co-founder of the Life Transformation Medical Center and president of the Carson Natural Health LLC. Um, Dr. Phil is often referred to by his clients is a pharmacist who thinks outside of the box of traditional medicine. He believes in helping people find natural alternatives and integrative medicine solutions to their health problems. He's committed to leading people to finding the root cause of their health issues and not just treating the symptoms. Phil is passionate about encouraging and teaching people how to live healthier, more energetic and resilient lives while equipping them with the knowledge to make the right choices for optimal health. Dr. Phil is also the author of How to Live Until You Die. How You Live Until You Die. Um, so, welcome, Doctor Phil. I'm so excited that you're here. Say hello. Hey, hey, hey! Thank you, Leslie. I'm honored to be here with you today. Uh, looking forward to a great uh, podcast show today. And guys, Dr. Phil is like the kindest soul. He's so smart. He's so gentle, and he's just—I love seeing you know someone who was once on what I call the evil side of medicine, wake up and transition. So Mm -hmm. Dr. Phil, tell us a little bit about your, before you do that, guys, we're going to be talking about adrenal health, adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout, what it is, how to prevent it, um, and so forth. But before we get into that, Dr. Phil, tell everyone a bit about your story, your your transition from the, the dark side to the good side. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Leslie. Uh, well, it, it all started, um, in my, young career uh, as a pharmacist uh, and the major, major stress uh, I was under at that time. Um, pharmacy school was extremely stressful, uh, but I found that uh, the, the work environment I ended up in was even more stressful. Uh, as a, a young pharmacist in a chain, big chain operation, uh, it wasn't long that uh, before I was um, a, sick, a sick puppy, um, not sleeping, uh, not eating well, uh, gaining a lot of weight, um, and ended up with severe gastritis issues. And I was taking a handful of medications. Uh, I was drinking a couple of bottles of antacid every day, uh, not getting in any relief. Uh, I can remember many times at night as a young uh, pharmacist, young newlywed as well, got married right before I got out of pharmacy school. and. Um, uh, middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, I would often feel a hand on my shoulder. 
uh, wasn't uh, the hand of God. It was a, it was a, it was an angel. Uh, it was my wife uh, pushing me on the shoulder as I was asleep in the recliner, asking me, was I going to get up and come back to bed? Uh, I would, I would go to bed and have to get up because I had such severe gastritis and reflux um, that often I couldn't lay down and sleep in the bed. Uh, and you know, that's, that was not fun. And I would come home some nights from work, um, eat, uh, eat a meal, uh, late. And within a matter of minutes, I'd be curled up in the floor in severe gastritis pain. And, uh, it was horrible. And so I, I was looking for an answer because the medication, like I said, was not the answer was not helping me. I walked in a bookstore one day. And there was a new display of books, brand new book, just come out uh, called The Prescription for Nutritional Healing. It was like an encyclopedia sized book. And I picked it up, started thumbing through it. And I saw something about the uh, uh, gastro health and uh, and help for issues with gastritis. I said, I've got to have this book. I picked it up. I, I bought it. Uh, started applying the things that were in this book. It was written by and actually written by an MD and uh, his wife, who was a nutritionist. Uh, I have uh, kept that book over the years. It's, this was this was twenty some odd years ago. Kept that book and I have used it as an encyclopedia, as, as a reference book, a lot of times to help other people. Uh, but I applied these things in my life, uh, and uh, it was my cure, so to speak. Uh, I got off all the medication. I was able to eat foods again that I had not been able to eat. And um, I also learned that, excuse me, that there were a lot of foods that I should not be eating. And I stopped those. Basically, went on an anti-inflammatory diet. And uh, that made a huge, huge, (coughs) excuse me, let me get a drink of water. That made a huge difference as well, uh, the anti-inflammatory diet. But anyway, all of that set me on a path to want to learn more about natural medicine, natural therapies. Uh, as I tell people all the time in pharmacy school, I was taught the history of natural medicine, not the application of it. And so I began to take courses in natural therapies, holistic therapies, get certifications uh, in a lot of different therapy uh, protocols started applying them to my own life and, and sharing it with my patients uh, as well and begin to see life change with them. Uh, and that's what set me on the path to where I am uh, today. Uh, but And uh, in the process of all of that, I learned about adrenal issues and adrenal dysfunction and learned that that was something I was struggling with as well. Uh, I got uh, took some certification courses in, uh, in adrenal health and adrenal function uh, and that was life-changing for me uh, as well. But I'm thankful that, um, you know, all this happened to me and I was able to learn uh, that there's another answer to medication. This medication is not the only medication has, uh, you know, uh, and drugs have helped a lot of people, but they've also harmed a lot of people. Um, and uh, it's, um, it's, it's a situation today where people routinely, um, run for the medication or they, or they, uh, get prescribed medications instead of, uh, trying to look at the root cause, 
uh, of the issue that they're dealing with. And that's what I did. I was able to find out what the root cause of my problem was and address the root. And I was healed, cured, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, I'm thankful for it. So that's my story such a good in a nutshell. Story. But it's such a good story because I always say, you know, so many times we have to, when we get knocked down, there's always a reason. And the reason is to figure it out. And some people do it and some people don't. And in your case, I mean, you had, you could have gone one or two ways. You could have gone back and continued medicating or you could have walked into that bookstore. And I think if, if I'm not mistaken, is it a green and white cover? It's a big book. It's, I, yes. Yeah. It, it was part of our, yeah. it was in my, 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 my books for school. You should find that book. I have no clue yeah. where it is, but that's a great book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dr. James Balch. Yeah. Um, it was on our list. I think, I think his wife's name was Phyllis Balch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. Photographic memory. Okay. So Dr. Felt, let's talk, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about adrenos. First of all, let's tell everyone what are the adrenals? I'll tell them where they are. So your adrenals sit on top of your kidney. They're two little beans and mm -hmm. they're responsible mm -hmm. for a lot of hormonal stuff <clears throat> and so much more. So Dr. Phil, you take it away and get into it. Teach us what are the adrenals? Yeah. Well, the, the adrenals are two tiny little glands, as you mentioned, sitting on top of the kidneys. Um, and what I tell people all the time is the, the adrenals are, um, either directly or indirectly responsible for or have an effect on the function of almost every other gland and organ in our body. Uh, if the adrenals are not functioning well, uh, it can affect the thyroid, it can affect the ovaries, uh, it can affect the brain. Uh, it just, you know, the list goes on and on. <clears throat> um, so it's extremely important uh, that we have well-functioning adrenals. Uh, you know, people who um, don't, uh, they're going to have problems uh, of some kind. Uh, and, you know, the adrenals are responsible for energy production. They're responsible for muscle and joint function, uh, bone health, uh, immune health, the quality of our sleep. And that's something that uh, so many people are struggling with today because of adrenal stress, adrenal dysfunction. And also responsible for uh, the skin and uh, healthy skin, skin regeneration. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, everything. And I mentioned thyroid function. That's another thing. A lot of people don't make that connection of adrenal dysfunction and thyroid function. And then, um, uh, so uh, that's something that um, I see go hand in hand a lot of times, especially with, uh, with young women uh, that are struggling with maybe uh, foggy brain, they're struggling with uh, their weight, they're struggling with uh, sleep, they're struggling with controlling their emotions. Um, you know, all of that, uh, you know, can be related to the adrenals and related to the thyroid. Uh, so uh, those two things are often go hand in hand when we're looking at diagnostics and looking at test results and those kind of things. We see that, uh, uh, that uh, quite often. Uh, but the adrenals are uh, also known as our stressor glands. They're directly affected by stress. And so it's not just, you know, everybody this day and time, especially, you know, living in this world we live in, we have to deal with stress. And stress is a part of life uh, for, for everybody, some type of stress. 
Um, and it, it's some people get <laughs> get heavier doses than others, so to speak, uh, as far as when it comes to stress in their lives. And, and that's unfortunate for a lot of people that are in bad situations that they maybe can't get out of and they're, they're having to deal with the stress. But all of that's affecting the adrenals, whether it be work stress, family stresses, um, and not one that often gets overlooked and not even considered when it comes to the health of the adrenals is internal stress, inflammation in the body, um, food sensitivities, gluten intolerance. Uh, these are things that um, can cause internal stresses uh, in the body that uh, affect the adrenal function uh, as well. Uh, but those two little glands are extremely important for our overall health and it's extremely important that we take good care of them uh, uh, by doing things on a daily basis that help reduce the effects of that stress in our lives. And that's something I love teaching people uh, how to do it. I know you do as well, Leslie. Yeah. And you know what? The, the, mo- the best thing you said, which is, you know, it's so important because I remember learning that in school was that people who have thyroid issues, so the adrenals are a significant function for the thyroid to operate work. And what happens is, is once they burn out, yeah. that's when the thyroid stuff starts happening. And not only that, it's yeah. actually the adrenal glands, as far as I know, that usually are responsible for developing the nodules that so many people find in the thyroid region on the thyroid, the, the parathyroid, all of that, that often is coming. And it's so often missed that, that they don't look at the adrenals. And the other thing I just want to talk about, because the adrenal glands are composed of two parts, right? We have the cortex and we have the medulla and each of them have different responsibilities for producing completely different hormones. So just, do you want to just talk about it? Because the adrenal cortex, which is that outer region, which is that large part of the adrenal gland, it actually is divided into three zones. Do you want to, do you want to touch on the three zones and, and what they're responsible for? Or like, cause each of the three zones, if I'm not mistaken, are responsible for producing specific hormones. And then the medulla, which is inside the adrenal cortex is the center of the adrenal gland. And that's the one that pr- produces the stress hormone, um, including the um, adrenaline. So do you want to talk about the three zones yeah. really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about what you were just saying there, the, uh, uh, the cortisol and, and adrenaline, because, because this is what, this is what is a driving force with a lot of these health symptoms, the issues that people, uh, are, are dealing with, uh, that I, uh, encounter all the time that come to me looking for help where nobody's been able to tell them what's going on. Nobody's a test. Nobody's testing the adrenals. Nobody's looking at the cortisol levels. Um, and that's something that I do, uh, I work with a lab that tests, uh, you know, cortisol levels using, uh, saliva also test the DHEA, yes. which is the precursor to estrogen and testosterone, uh, that that's produced here. And so, uh, you know, that, uh, that cortisol that is being pumped out, uh, when we're under stress and what happens is people that are in that fight or flight stage all the time uh cortisol is just shooting out and um uh, eventually you stay in that fight fight or flight stage too long uh your adrenals are going to become exhausted where they can't produce cortisol anymore or produce sufficient uh, amounts of, of cortisol they're pumping out adrenaline they're pour- pumping out cortisol and uh and eventually uh they get fatigued 
and that's where I see people uh, that are uh, they end up they they go from what's called the alarm stage to the resistance stage and then to the exhaustion phase. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, often I see people that are you know ones that come to me they're they're in trouble they're having all these symptoms they're in that resistance stage or they're in that exhaustion phase. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're in that resistance stage, uh, where they're struggling with, you know, sleep and the fatigue and maybe muscle pain, headaches, all these kind of things. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and often also glucose intolerance. Uh, that's another thing. They're not able to handle sugars. Well, uh, metabolize sugars they end up with insulin resistance a lot of times. Um, but, um, they're in that phase. Uh, that's a good time to catch them before they end up going to that exhaustion phase where it makes it much, much harder to turn things back around and correct things um, uh, than when they're in the resistance stage. So that's what I like working with people, trying to get them out of that stage, back to health, back to where they're feeling good again, have the energy level again. But the cortisol uh, that... um, is being pumped out continuously uh, through that uh, fight or flight stage and where they're just under that extreme stress all the time. There are things that people can do to manage that if they know what to do. And that's why I love, you know, teaching them as well is that, Hey, you can do stress relieving techniques. There's all kinds of things that can be done to manage the stress, manage that cortisol and keeping it from um, totally disrupting your life, totally disrupting the function of various glands uh, in your body. And cortisol is like a natural steroid. Um, and a lot of people don't uh, realize that it has the, a lot of the same effects of taking a steroid shot or taking steroid medication. <clears throat> and, um, you know, a lot of harmful effects that that causes to, uh, to the body. And some of the things I was mentioned in the beginning, uh, about, uh, cortisol. I mean, about the the adrenals and and what they do and the function and how the body is affected by abnormal adrenal uh, function. Uh, the bone health, you know, is a huge thing there, uh, especially with women. Uh, and that cortisol, like that natural steroid, natural steroid or steroid medications, will uh, uh, contribute to the deterioration of bone and break down bone and and can actually cause osteoporosis. That people who are taking steroids on a regular basis well high levels of cortisol can do the same thing Wait, hold on. And um, also Dr. Joe, steroids because of that because of that though hold on a second so going back to the cortisol shots so and you just linked it to to the bone deterioration but also we have to remember that those shots rob the body of calcium magnesium vitamin d it strips the body of that so of exactly. course that that correlation makes complete complete sense sorry i just i had to throw that in yeah there. continue Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, cortisol is depleting, depleting all those nutrients, mm-hmm. and um, so that you know that that's the thing that people are are uh, depleting these nutrients from their body with high cortisol levels. They don't know it. They're not taking or eating the proper foods they need to be eating. They're not taking the nutrients or the supplements they need to be taking uh, that can help replenish uh, what they're losing. Um, and that's one of the first things that I see with people when we do, I look at blood tests, uh, as well, um, and see, uh, if there's, uh, obvious nutrient deficiencies there. And a lot of times it is, uh, that need to be corrected. All the B vitamins are depleted as well. When you have your adrenals, uh, the B vitamins are fuel 
for the adrenals. Vitamin C is fuel for the adrenals. Um, and so these are nutrients that are being depleted from the body uh, by the high levels of cortisol uh, as well. And um, that's something that so many people are totally unaware of, as I, as I said, and that's why I love doing the testing and let people see what their cortisol rhythm looks like. Um, because the, the cortisol uh, is produced by the adrenals um, in rhythm with the, what's called the circadian rhythm, the night and day, our internal body clock. Yeah. Uh, cortisol is supposed to be at its highest point in the morning and then slowly uh, through the day, it's supposed to gradually decrease and bottom out in the evening when it's time to go to sleep. And then as we're sleeping, it slowly begins to creep back up and then spikes early in the morning when it's time to wake up. If you look at, a, if you were to look at a graph or a picture of the rhythm, it looks like a roller coaster. And um, what I see is people who are going backwards on the roller coaster a lot of times uh, with adrenal dis with adrenal dysfunction, <clears throat> and uh, it, it's uh, it, it's a sad situation. Those are ones who are struggling to sleep at night. <clears throat> They're struggling with energy in the daytime. They're dragging in the morning. Can't get to sleep at night. They're totally exhausted, and um, the, the it's, it's that cortisol rhythm. And you know, the funny thing is too is like, uh, there's other things that raise our cortisol that we have to be mindful of. And first of all, if you're that person who's one not getting enough sleep, I guarantee you, you wake up the next day and you want to eat your whole fucking house out because you're starving. Because that, that yeah. those two things are very correspondent, and that's why too a lot of people with um, adrenal insufficiency or adrenal fatigue or in the middle of burnout they tend to have a heavier, um, like a very round face, a thicker, the thickening of the neck, um, more upper body fat, and then like thinner arms and legs as well. But the other thing that, that, that you said, which is really interesting. So specifically when it comes to, and we're going to talk about the, the, the vitamins, but it's specifically the B5, B6 and B12 that are the most, I think important ones in the bees, but we also have to be careful where we yeah. get them from for sure. Um, and also vitamin C and magnesium. And we're going to talk about all of those things, but it, it cortisol too, guys, it's like, you know, everyone knows that I like to work out and athletes who are working out when you're working out too, you're raising your cortisol levels as well. So it's important to, to take care of yourself post, like in the recovery stage of working out to protect that too, because naturally, you're creating inflammation, you're raising your cortisol levels, and the adrenals are also working to produce those hormones during and after a workout, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So those things are, it, it's important. Like everyone thinks, you know, people think you could just work out and working out is healthy, but there's the aftermath of working out too and the responsibility we have to take post-workout. Um, okay. So Dr. Phil, I want to talk about, let, let's talk about I want to talk about what causes burnout and, and then we'll look at some of the symptoms. So what, what I know you've touched on a few of them, but like what are main contributing factors besides we know, first of all, everyone should just assume they're deficient in certain minerals and vitamins. Cause you're not, you're nobody, even, even someone like me and you who, who really are conscious and aware of our food, we still have shitty soil. So we know that. So yeah. Let, oh, let, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's talk about some of the causes of, burnout and actually there's stages because you don't just go from 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 one to burnout why don't you walk them through what what the stages kind of look like yeah yeah absolutely well um what I, the, the 
talking about those uh, the, the stages uh, a moment ago. Uh, you've got that um, alarm stage, uh, you know, where uh, they're under the stress, they're in the fight or flight uh, all the time. Uh, you know, things are beginning to change and beginning to notice some uh, particular symptoms going on in their body. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they, most people, like I talked about, they don't know what's going on. They just know that something's happening, something's different. Uh, and that's, um, uh, that's that uh, alarm stage. Um, they're, uh, their sugar levels are fluctuating. You know, they may be having uh, changes in their breath and breathing. Um, they're beginning to feel some of those physical symptoms coming on <clears throat> that are related to stress. And they're also beginning to feel um, some mental uh, uh, things coming on, maybe emotional and um, mental exhaustion uh, or mental uh, stress and weakness as well. Um, and then it goes uh, to that, uh, what is called the resistance state, um, where the symptoms become more exacerbated. They begin to have uh, maybe some muscle pain and maybe more fatigue. They can have headaches. Uh, this is where the insomnia usually starts, and they start having pro problems getting to sleep, problems staying asleep. <clears throat> um, they start having the, the eating problems, the cravings, and uh, you know, uh, most people they're they're craving carbs, they're craving uh, sugar, something for uh, you know for energy and something to keep them uh, you know pumped up when they're dragging uh, their butts dragging the ground and they don't know why and um, and also because uh, you're you're seeing a lot of um, of the depletion of nutrients at this time as well that are affecting energy levels that are uh, affecting uh, the body's ability to control inflammation, the body's ability to break down metabolized sugars all these kind of things are, are going on in that uh, uh, resistance uh, stage where the body is uh, beginning to react even more and more to the uh, overabundance of, of stress and the adrenals beginning to get weaker and weaker um, uh, at this time and then um, uh, if they don't do something at that time or they don't get a correct diagnosis or somebody uh, a health practitioner that explains to them what's going on and leads them out of that stage uh, back to health again, um, then they end up in the exhaustion stage or the exhaustion phase uh, where the immune system becomes very weak. Uh, they often end up with insulin resistance uh, or, uh, you know, pre-diabetes. Uh, they're having digestive issues, digestive problems. They can even begin to have some cardiovascular issues uh, as well. And, um, you know, uh, major depression, major anxiety. You know, these are things that happen uh, here uh, as well. The person can become very, very sick, and then uh, they eventually uh, uh, will, what I call, hit a wall. And I've had multiple people I've worked with over the years that have gotten to adrenal exhaustion, and that's how they describe it. They say, I, it's like one day I just hit a wall. I couldn't go anymore. Uh, and they end up, a lot of times they end up bedridden. They end up not able to function uh, at all. And I've had individuals like that that just struggle to get out of bed every day, struggle to get off the couch. Um, I, I'll, I remember one of the first clients I ever worked with dealing with adrenal, adrenal dysfunction. She was a school teacher um, and uh, she had two or three kids. She was uh, going through divorce. It was, uh, she was a major, major stress, you know, coming from all directions. And this is, I see this, you know, quite a bit. She got to, she was in that exhaustion phase. 
and and she was being given all these medications and all this kind of stuff and nobody knew what was going on with it and a lot of doctors were telling her it was in her head this is you know you you're okay this is just this is this is all in your head it's mental or whatever well i did the adrenal test uh, on her did a, a adrenal function test on her and her her cortisol level was basically flatlined i don't see that uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot, but when I do say it, I, I say this is horrible. This woman had been under so much stress; her adrenals were so exhausted that her cortisol was just basically flatlined. <clears throat> and um, I remember her. Uh, I put her on some protocols, started working with her on the things that I had been taught in the courses that I took. Told her what to do. Got her taking certain supplements. Got her doing different uh, things to for stress relieving and stress management. And uh, I remember uh, her calling me on the phone one day, uh, just beside herself, because she was able to get off the couch and walk to her mailbox a little ways down the driveway and get her mail and come back to the house without being totally exhausted. And I said, this works. I said, what we're doing is working. This woman ended up totally restored, went back to school teaching. And and the last time I talked to her, she was thriving. Um, and it's all because uh, somebody took the time to sit down and listen to her and talk to her and uh, do some checking and testing and analysis uh, and, and find out what was actually going on in her body. And you know what the problem is, is that doctors don't do these tests. They don't have the accessibility to no. do these tests. They could if they if they were willing to up their game and, and be part of what everybody else who's not on the Western side like yourself and myself. We have access to this. As practitioners, we have access to yeah. test people. The Dutch the Dutch testing does a great cortisol test. I think they have one of the best. Yep. Um, I know you like Dutch mm -hmm. testing, and I think you like some of the other labs. But you do this with saliva, and you do it. You take the cortisol draws a few few times during the day to get the proper picture. And you know something you said, and I was thinking about before is that you know if we look around, and we see how many people are struggling with anxiety. I mean, anxiety is like massive. Thank God I I, I do not suffer with anxiety, and I but I know so many people that do, and that's another thing that's missed. They don't, people aren't looking at the, people don't even know what the adrenals are. Dr. Phil, like people don't realize and recognize that those two little beans slash glands are responsible. They're like almost like a control center of what they're doing and what they can do. And if they're, if we're not taking care of them or you're already at a place where, you know, we're going to, we're going to highlight symptoms now, but like, if you're already there, like you need to wake up. Like, I don't understand why people wait to be so unwell or they keep going back and back and back and back to the doctor for, for empty answers. Guys, look outside your doctors. Like there's a place for Western medicine and there's more of a place for holistic medicine. And the, the truth is all medications are based on plants and they're based on exactly, yep. you know, they're trying to mimic something like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Nature, I believe has everything we need in order to heal. So let's talk about um, some, some, some symptoms of, um, you know, adrenal deficiency, adrenal fatigue. I don't know if you want to go, if you want to do a few and I'll yep. do a few. So go ahead. Why don't you start? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, one of the uh, first symptoms is is weakness, you know, just, you know, chronic weakness and fatigue uh, that people begin to uh, to experience. Um, and then um, they end up with what's called <clears throat> decreased stress tolerance, where uh, they, don't, they don't they don't tolerate it very well. They, they don't know the stress is 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 affecting them mentally and emotionally. <clears throat> um and they don't even know that that's what <laughs> that that's what it is. Uh, and then uh, uh, another one is uh, digestive uh, issues. Um, you know, there's a disruption of, of the digestive function. Um, what I often see is, uh, and, and I think a lot of people who get um, diagnosed with irritable bowel uh, syndrome, uh, IBS, uh, they actually have adrenal uh, dysfunction. Um, and, uh, because that, that's the people with adrenal dysfunction can have alternating diarrhea and constipation. Um, and so that is a major, uh, issue with a lot, <clears throat> um, salt craving is another one, you know, that, uh, because of the, uh, uh, cortisol, high cortisol levels over a period of time is going to deplete your body of minerals. Um, and, um, uh, that's another one. Um, I can go on, but if you want to name a few, um, okay. I can uh, do a few. You know, go ahead. So, sure. So, I mean, there's low blood pressure as well. And again, that, that, that can come from the yep. minerals, um, you know, body hair loss of like your hair falling out. Like the, the thing is all of these things we're listening can be so interconnected to so many things, but like, why not check your cortisols and, and, and do that. Right. Um, I think you can also, there can, you can get hyperpigmentation as well. Um, which is just means skin, skin discoloration. Um, but I, I, you know, the severe, the weakness I think is more when you're like in a, in a crisis, like when you're hitting, um, like Addison's disease, but also like body aches, um, weight loss, yep. people, who, people who have, yep. um, that you're not going to be gaining weight, you're going to be losing weight. Um, for sure. Um, again, like we've, we've talked about a few of them too, like, you know, the lack not being able to go to sleep. Um, that's another one. Um, you can also get pain in your legs and in your lower back. And this doesn't just happen to, to adults. Like this can be in children too. Like that stress, it can happen. Insufficiency in the adrenals can happen in children. Um, and it gets missed for growing pains in the legs, for back pain, for headaches. Um, there's so many reasons people are missing these signs and then they're not even looking at, you know, what could be. So, you know, you got to be in tune with your body. You guys got to stop feeding yourselves like friggin' garbage bins. Um, you got to be mindful of the water you're drinking, but Dr. Felt, why don't we, why don't we talk about some foods that are hard avoidances and things that people need to be packing their plates with? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, as, as hard avoidances, uh, it's simple carbs, all the junk, what I call it, you know, junk type food that converts to sugar very rapidly, uh, raises, elevates the blood sugar quickly. These simple carbs, uh, a lot of, most of your, you know, your snack foods, uh, those kind of things, um, uh, foods that cause, uh, inflammation in the body because, you know, we've been talking about that. That's a problem joint. Uh, pain, muscle pain, inflammation uh, in the body. So these highly inf- uh, inflammatory foods uh, that people are eating, you know, things cooked with um, 
these uh, rancid oils, uh, fried, all these uh, fried stuff, fast food uh, uh, things that people eat all the time. Um, uh, dairy. Not good at all. Yeah. And um, uh, dairy is another one. Yeah. And uh, very in, uh, inflammatory, inflammatory food. Um, you know, and I know, you know, uh, there are uh, a lot of people who uh, say, you know, meats, red meats can be very inflammatory. Um, when and most of the, most of the red meats that people are eating today are not uh, grass fed beef and you know grass fed pork or whatever. I'm not a pork eater. I don't like pork at all. I eat it. Uh, I'll eat beef every once in a while, but it's, it needs. I want it to be quality beef if I eat it. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, they those are uh, uh, inflammatory foods, uh, foods that they need to be <clears throat> adding to their diet more fresh vegetables fresh fruits uh and they can be frozen even but uh fresh whenever you can get it uh raw fruits and vegetables in particular um you know some uh, things uh, when you cook vegetables a lot of them i i like you know uh, lightly cooking steaming um uh, but there are some things beans and different things that need to be fully cooked uh, but uh, uh, eating raw as much as you can can be very, very helpful a lot of times. Um, and also, um, uh, I'm thinking um, the uh, fruits, the vegetables, uh, the nuts, the seeds. I'm a big, big nut eater. I love uh, raw nuts, uh, and I eat them every, uh, every day, some type of uh, raw nut, walnuts, pecans, almonds, um, they're, uh, they're amazing for us. Chia seed, uh, is, is a great seed. I love, uh, chia seed and putting chia seed. Chia seed is rich in, in all kinds of nutrients. Uh, and it can be very energizing, uh, as well. Uh, you can even m- make, um, uh, chia gel, uh, uh use for energy. I'll make a, I'll make uh, what I call energy balls. Um, yes. they're little energy, uh, protein balls that, uh, protein uh, to them and I put chia seed in them. Um, there's all kind of things like that. Good, uh, uh things that can be very, very helpful, um, uh, in, uh, improving these symptoms and combating these symptoms and getting the vital nutrients and food that we need food. All these foods we're talking about are rich in nutrients, uh, the fruits, the vegetables, um, that, uh, have all the good vitamins and minerals, uh, in them. And most important, uh, the most important medicine period, if you want to call it a, uh, a medicine, and I do sometimes tell people the most important medicine you can put in your body every day is water, um, quality water. And uh, so uh, there, there's so many people. Uh, this is one of the, <laughs> this is one of the things that uh, people tell me all the time, especially with uh, adrenal patients that I'm working with. I ask them, I said, well, how, tell me how much water you're drinking a day. Their, uh, uh, their number one response that I get from people when I ask that question is probably not enough. And they're exactly, they're exactly right when they tell me how much they're actually drinking, not near enough. Uh, so I know we could go off on a tangent about water and we, and you and I have been talking about uh, water uh, recently and, and the new, new water device that you have installed. Uh, and, uh, one that I've been using for many, many years, uh, uh, Kangen and and you've got this new system I'm interested in looking into, uh, but quality water is so important for our overall health and especially for uh, adrenal health. 
Uh, and that's something that because of the, the, the cravings and, and things and, and the mineral imbalances that are caused by uh, uh, adrenal dysfunction, we need that water more so than ever. Yeah. And yesterday I, I actually recorded with um, Gina Bria. She's the founder of the Hydration Foundation. And, and she said something yesterday and she said, and, and we had the owner of Spring, Spring Aqua on there as well. And she said, never drink a glass of water that never drink a naked glass of water. Always put a pinch of like pink salt or black salt in your water because that helps so, so much. And, you know, that's why I'm becoming so passionate about this structured and hydrogen water as I learned just the ample benefits about it. But you said, oh, you know, you missed one of the most important foods. I'll call it a food. And I love doing this. I love ruining this for people. But guys, coffee is the absolute worst thing you can do for your adrenals and and it 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 puts your body into a fight or flight mode so it directly hit it has a hit on on your adrenals you put yourself you raise the cortisol levels um coffee for so many people people depend on coffee to have their first bowel movement and you know the other thing it does is it Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's an intrinsic factor, guys. It, it it wants to get out of your body as fast as it can, and it puts you directly in fight or flight mode. Like that's what it does, and you will your adrenal glands will be even more exhaust, exhausted and less capable of producing hormones on their own. So you have to eliminate caffeine and do it day by day, and just get rid of it because. You, if you are, if you need coffee to give you your energy throughout the day, you know that that's right there. That's an issue. Um, and you know, Dr. Phil and I have also spoken about the castor oil packs and how beneficial that is just to wear over the kidneys and the adrenals and what that, that can do, um, for, for adrenal health and for kidney health. And I think I want to sway our conversation now into, you know, things that we can do to do preventative and let's look at some herbs. Why don't you, why don't you talk about some of the vitamins and I can talk about some of the herbs, um, that we can use daily. Um, and then we, you know, we touched on the minerals and stuff, but Dr. Phil, talk about some of the, the, the vitamins and I'll talk about some of the herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as far as the vitamins, we uh, mentioned that uh, a moment ago uh, is those B vitamins, uh, specifically B5, B6, B12. Uh, those are uh, essential. Uh, B3 is another good one uh, as well that's important. Um, but um, uh, the B vitamins are uh, utilized by the adrenals. Uh, and when the adrenals are under heavy stress, you know, you can get uh, a, a deficiency of the Bs. And, and you know, People are not eating enough foods that are rich in, in B vitamins. And if you're vegetarian, you're not getting B12. You have to supplement with that. Uh, so that's an, uh, that's important uh, as well uh, to know. But all of those B vitamins are extremely important. And also uh, vitamin C. The adrenals use a lot of vitamin C. And here's something uh, a lot of people don't know is that um, uh, I have people tell me all the time, well, I take vitamin C every day. I say, okay, well, how often are you taking it? Well, I just take it every morning, once in the morning. I said, well, that's not enough. You need to take vitamin C three or four times a day because your uh, vitamin C is rapidly used up and excreted by the body, usually within about four hours. 
And so if you want to keep a constant level of vitamin C in your uh, in your body, you've got to take it more than once a day. And especially if you've got adrenal uh, issues, you got to get the vitamin C either through dietary sources like the fruits uh, that are rich in vitamin C um, or you have to supplement uh, uh, to keep your vitamin C levels where they need to be uh, for uh, adrenal stress and adrenal uh, function. Uh, so those uh, those specific vitamins uh, are the ones that are uh, most, most important uh, when you're uh, dealing with adrenal issues. Um, and there are quite a few uh, adaptogens uh, that, um, uh, that I know you, you want to talk about that I use uh, as well and help people with and uh, supporting uh, the adrenals. Okay. And also, guys, for vitamin C, the best form is a liposomal vitamin C because this is it, it, it basically bypasses the gut and goes directly to the cells. And also, Dr. Phil, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that co- CoQ10 and quercetin are also great, um, I think, and yeah. omegas. But I don't like fish omegas. I'm more of a plant-based um, algaes because fish eat algae to become omega-rich. So I like the blue-green algaes for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, the the essential fats is another thing um, you know that uh, is extremely important for people to get uh, when they're dealing with adrenal issues. And not uh, every patient I work with adrenals, I'm going to uh, make sure they're getting the essential fats uh, either through their diet or through a supplement, uh, like so, either the fish oil or the adrenal or the uh, algae uh, based uh, omegas. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, ones that contain a high concentration of DHA, uh, which is the essential fat needed most for the brain and for brain function. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, uh that's great. That's an additional, uh, nutrient, uh, that's extremely, extremely important. CoQ10 you mentioned, uh, is, um, is a vital nutrient found in every cell in our body. It's part of uh, the, the, the Krebs cycle. Um, uh, and without CoQ10, your, your, your cells are going to suffer uh, when it comes to having the energy they should have uh, to be able to function like they need to. Uh, something that um, extremely important with muscle function, muscle contraction, uh, heart function, uh, which is the most important muscle in our body uh, that um, we have to have CoQ10 level for. And that's what uh, people can uh, get easily depleted uh, in CoQ10. So that's good. Uh, good point. Okay. And so I'll quickly talk and I'm sure you'll chime in here and add in, but you know, adaptogenic herbs, basically adaptogens are groups of herbs that are known to, I mean, they do a lot of things, but for this specific topic, they're going to enhance the adrenal function, the immunity, um, our physical, our mental endurance, um, and helping us to prevent adrenal fatigue and the way they work is by the HPA axis. So basically this is how your brain and your adrenals talk and they can help balance your cortisol output. Um, so I like rhodiola, um, ashwagandha, ginseng, gota cola, licorice root, um, reishi mushrooms, cordyceps, maca. Um, also to help calm, you got the lemon balm and the passion flower, valerian, ashwagandha is a big one. That's really trendy. Um, and though those herbs, I mean, sometimes you can get them blended together. I always recommend finding, or maybe Dr. Phil has one, but I love working with a herbalist and, you know, in Canada, you can't go in, like you can get capsules, but if you go into a herb store, they have to give it to you in loose, loose, either grind it 
or loosely, and then you could do teas, which is a great way to get them. Um, but those herbs are all really going to be, you know, they're rich in antioxidants that reduce inflammation. Um, they help with blood sugar. They help with the anxiety. They help with fertility. They help with your gut. They help with, you know, so many, the fatigue and the energy, the immune system. Um, mushrooms are a big one. But Dr. Phil, did I leave any out that you absolutely love? Um, no, you, you, uh, you hit them all as far as uh, the adapting. There's one other thing I will add that I found to be very, very helpful with, um, people that are in, um, you know, uh, the exhaustion stage, especially where their, uh, adrenal, um, or their cortisol output, uh, is not where it should be in the morning. And I see this a lot of times their cortisol in the morning be bottomed out. Like I said, that roller coasters backwards and it shoots up at night. Um, there's a couple of things that I found to be very, very effective in helping uh, adjust that or restore uh, the levels back to where they need to be more rapidly. You know, you're doing all these supplements, all these other nutrients and things, which is extremely important that we need. But for a person who wants to get the feeling better a little bit quicker and, uh, uh, and this always, I, I found this, I find this to be very encouraging for people because if you, we can give them uh, one of uh, this particular ingredient they can help bring those cortisol levels up pretty quickly and they start feeling better, much better, quicker. And they're more encouraged to keep with the program and keep going. Uh, and that's licorice root. Uh, I use licorice. Licorice root uh, uh, works extremely well to help elevate cortisol levels um, in the morning. Uh, I, I often give it to people when I see their test results come back and their cortisol levels are very, very low. Um, you know, in the morning and even through noontime, a lot of time, then it'll start to rise up in the afternoon. I'll have them do a licorice root early in the morning and a dose right before uh, lunch uh, as well. Um, and that uh, works extremely well. One thing I will, you know, caution people on, on licorice root, um, uh, to, if you have high blood pressure issues, you have to be a little careful with it. There's uh, uh, different forms of licorice. The standard uh, uh, non-deglycerated licorice uh, can elevate the blood pressure a little bit. So they do make a deglycerated form that uh, uh, will not uh, elevate the blood pressure. Uh, and that's a, uh, let me mention this one other thing too about the, uh, the blood pressure. When people have adrenal insufficiency, low uh, cortisol output, low uh, weak adrenals, uh, that is another uh, symptom uh, I didn't mention a moment ago is low blood pressure. So people tend to have uh, low blood pressure instead of normal or more high type blood pressure. That's a, usually a sign that their adrenals are very weak. Um, so <clears throat> um, people who may be struggling with that, uh, you definitely want to get your adrenals checked if you have chronically low blood pressure. Yes. And, you know, and um, go ahead. Now, I was going to say one, one other thing uh, that I use um, to help in uh, lowering cortisol levels when the cortisol levels are too high in the evening uh, is phosphatidylserine. Or, and uh, I actually use one. It's a complex of phosphatidyls called phosphatidyl complex. Um, and uh, these are phospholipids uh, that uh, studies show help uh, lower cortisol levels when they're too high. Yeah. And, you know, we can't forget quickly, I just want to make sure minerals, guys, magnesium 
it's vital to energy creation process along with other 300 other enzymatic mechanisms in the body. And it also acts like a spark spark plug for your adrenal glands. So adrenal fatigues are people in with adrenal fatigue are typically really deficient in magnesium. And in fact, um, the adrenal glands are so dependent on the presence of magnesium that it's crucial for recovery and for adrenal fatigue. Um, trace minerals, zinc, selenium, copper, manganese, potassium, chromium, we need our minerals, guys, and this is a problem too with our food sources and our um, our shitty water. So, um, I mean, Dr. Phil, you're such a wealth of knowledge. I want people to be able to find you. Where are we finding you besides in the club? Where are we going to find you? All right. Well, uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Instagram um, at uh, Phil Carson RX. <clears throat> also, my website. Uh, philcarsonwellness.com. Also, anybody that goes to my website, uh, one of the first things they'll see, I give away a free um, guide that I have developed uh, called the eight keys to overcoming stress and anxiety. Uh, So this is something that can be preventative for people. It can be helpful for people who are uh, in uh, one of these stages uh, of adrenal uh, dysfunction that we've talked about uh, today uh, as well. And we're going to make sure we're going to put all of your links in the show notes so people can click them. They can come back to them so that they can always find Dr. Phil um, because you're definitely somebody that needs to be seen, heard. Um, And Dr. Phil, we forgot to mention CBD. How can we, how can we, we can't. Yes. I thought about, I thought about that a moment ago when we were talking about all this thing. I was, I was, I was waiting on you to talk about CBD, but oh, absolutely. Absolutely. CBD is huge. Uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, activating the endocannabinoid system uh, can be extremely helpful in so many uh, ways for people trying to recover uh, from uh, adrenal exhaustion or adrenal dysfunction, uh, you know, and, and, you know, what it does for uh, uh, inflammation in the body, what it does for the immune system, uh, what it does for uh, providing energy, uh, and I, you know, uh, I can go on and on and you could go on and on more than I can, <laughs> more than I can. Uh, but another thing too, people who are struggling with, uh, with sleep issues, uh, you know, CBD and, and CBD blends, uh, mixed with what we call, uh, what are known as terpenes found in the hemp plant, found in other plants, uh, that can help, uh, with, uh, promoting better, uh, and supporting better sleep, um, yes. are uh, very important. Yes. Yeah, and the so, blend, the blend yeah, has yeah. over 60 medicinal terpenes in it. And it's another reason I love it. Um, soon Dr. Phil will be able to give a testimony of the blend that's on the way to him. So I'm excited for that. Dr. Phil, what? Oh, yeah. I'm looking your, forward to it. Oh, me too. I can't wait for your feedback. But Dr. Phil, what's one or two things you wish you knew um, that you want to tell people? Um, that I wish I knew in reference to, uh, adrenals or You're just, just in life in life. Dr. Yeah. Wisdom. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish, uh, I knew, um, years ago how, uh, to delegate, uh, how, that I was not the Superman that I thought I was. And um, so many people in business, entrepreneurs, 
think that they're Superman or Superwoman and that they can do it all. And uh, years ago, when I was building uh, a business, I opened my first pharmacy uh, and then, op- then opened a second one. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I've got to do this. I can do this. I don't need help. And, and uh, I thought I was Superman, but it wasn't. And uh, I, I learned that. And, and, you know, that that hand on my shoulder that I talked about uh, when I in my young career as a pharmacist, uh, I began to feel uh, after I opened up my second store and uh, I was trying to run two stores and do a lot of stuff by myself. Uh, I felt that hand again on my shoulder. But this time it was when I was behind the wheel of my vehicle. Um, but thankfully it wasn't moving down the road. It was sitting in the driveway. I would be so exhausted, so wiped out, so tired. I would fight sleep all the way home from work. And when I stopped in the driveway, I couldn't even get out of my vehicle. I would fall asleep instantly. And often my wife would come out, put her hand on my, open the door, put her hand on my shoulder and wake me up and say, are you not coming in the house? <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, I'm coming in, <clears throat> uh, but I would just be wiped out. So I wish I'd have known, wish somebody had told me, hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, del- uh, to delegate. Let other people do things, even if they don't do it as good as you think you can do. I'm a type A personality, and I think, you know, and I'm a perfectionist. And so I wish somebody had told me, uh, to calm all that down <laughs> and uh, and loosen up, chill out a little bit, let other people help you. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes we have to learn license, uh, uh, lessons in life the hard way. And uh, I did. But thankfully, I learned them and uh, I learned uh, how to do it better. And uh, and I'm still here. It, it, uh, I'll be 61 in a few weeks. And uh, I tell people all the time, because of the things that I've learned in holistic health, holistic medicine, holistic therapies, um, I'm healthier today than I was 30 years ago when I was falling asleep in the driveway. Amen. And uh, so I- I'm thankful for that. I'm blessed and thankful uh, that I have uh, an extremely healthy life, healthy body, healthy mind uh, at 61 years of age when I see people my other people my age that are struggling so much with their help i'm grateful so thank you for that great question leslie and thank you for being here and just dropping wisdom because you're amazing and you know the one thing that i'll say because you know so many almost all the guests coming on the podcast they're from clubhouse but the community there is just so fantastic and the fact that you know there's so many like-minded people because for so many of us in the holistic space we walk alone a lot before people start to, you know, link arms and join forces and, and being in the club, finding all of these amazing humans that are just so well aligned and just get it because we had to go through it to get to it is amazing. And I'm so glad that you're in my, my sphere of people that I know I can reach out to and same for you. And it, it's amazing to learn from younger people and older people because we all have the same passion towards healing. So I'm grateful for you, Dr. Phil, and I'm so happy that you said yes to the podcast. And I can't wait for everyone to hear you because they need to know you. Like I said, they need to know you, hear you, and and come and find you. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Leslie. It's been an honor and a pleasure 
to be your guest today. I really appreciate you um, uh, having me on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Tune in next time, guys, for the next upcoming episode of More Greatness on the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast. Until then, sending love, light, healing, and laughter. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast. I hope you got what you came for and you're eager to return for future episodes. My one ask is that you hit the subscribe button and if you could be so kind to leave a raving review. Sending you so much love, light, healing, and inspiration to be a better you. Peace out, friends.